On today's Locked On Texan podcast, will Eno Benjamin and Amari Rogers be activated for Sunday's matchup against the Dolphins? Does the Houston Texans regret not trading for Tua when they could have? We also talk about the top three things Texan fans should be thankful for. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Wednesday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John Hickman, of course, joined by Cody Davis. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL. Super excited for today's show. We're going to talk about whether or not the Texans regret not pulling the trade, pulling the trigger on the trade for Tua Tagovailoa, who is baller right now in Miami. A lot of people have him as their MVP pick. By the way, man, it just seems like as of right now, the MVP conversation is very interesting to me, Cody. Hmm. I mean, we got Tua, who's putting up some good numbers on in Miami, and they clearly see the difference when he when he's on the field compared to when he is off the field. But right now, Patrick Mahomes, he's lighting it up. Uh, you know, one guy who I think should really be considered for the MVP of this league, if he continues his tear, uh, what he's doing right now, may sound funny, but I think Tyreek Hill should be considered for most valuable player as well, man. So wow. Because traded in the offseason goes from, you know, Patrick Mahomes to Tua Tugavaloa, you know, says all of these great things about Tua, has everybody confused and like, I think you just capping a little bit too much. But he goes out there, his quarterback is backing it up because Tyreek Hill is out there balling as well. But the Houston Texans, if they had an MVP, it would definitely be Damian Pierce. I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about the top three things, Cody, Texan fans should be thankful for since we are in the spirit of Thanksgiving Right? This Thursday is going down. I know it's going down for you. You know it's going down for me. So make sure we're going to spend some time with our family members. But top three things the Texans should be thankful for, Cody. Well, you say Damian Pierce, but I'm going to say Derek Stingley Jr. and Jalen Petrie. Now, look, I understand it. These are two guys who were more so Jalen Petrie case. You know, we've came on the show the last couple of weeks and talked about, you know, the struggles that he have been that he has been going through. But when you take a look at Derek Stingley, when you take a look at Jalen Petrie, the one thing that I've, I've noticed is that the Houston Texans defensive backfield has gotten better. And it's better because of those two guys. And, John, you can remember, you and I really started covering this team during the 2019 season. So it's unfortunate we only had one year where this team was actually good. But I say all that just to say that was the beginning of the end of the Houston Texans having somewhat of a solid defensive 
backfield because I remember when, when you and I first took over the show, we had a running joke of how Jonathan Joseph always looked tired. And that was when a lot of the Texans opposing teams really started to attack the Houston Texans because they secondary did not look the same as to where it did a year ago when you had a rookie, um, you had a rookie, um, Justin Reed, you had you had um Honey Badger, and of course you had Jonathan Joseph, who I want to say the 2018 season might have been his last productive year. But you know, after that, there was a two, three-year stretch where the Houston Texans defensive backfield did not look that great. And now you add Derek Stingley and Jalen Petra. The fact that not only are both of those guys going into their learning curve, but also they're playing in a system that's not too tailored for their best um on-field attributes. So when you look at everything and you still see the production that those two guys were able to get, you have to go with Jalen Petra and Derrick Stingley, man, to be thankful for those two guys. For number two, <laughs> this is what things get on. For number two, the draft picks. You know, not only did you have an opportunity to move on from Deshaun Watson, who will be in town next week, but, you know, those draft picks that they was able to get from Nick Casario, <laughs> um, you know, that's really going to set up this organization for the future. And number three, it's tough, but I want to say at the end of the day, just the fans, man. You know, a lot of these diehard fans, man, regardless of how they feel about this organization, there's still a lot of people that's supporting this team. And look, I know they're all far in between these days, but at the end of the day, a lot of people like Debbie the Texan, my, my cousin, every, every Jamar Hatch. I mean, you know, a lot of people still love this team, man. Yeah, you know, on my list, I think the Houston Texas fans should be thankful for college football, specifically <laughs> Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia, because we know that when the Houston Texans pick in the next year's draft, the number one overall pick, if they decide to keep it, it will be a great player from one of those great programs. And then I want to backdoor and expand on – Damian Pierce, man, for giving this offense some type of spark to it throughout the season. Not often do you see a non-quarterback being the focal point of an offense during their mm. rookie year. Mm. And that's what, you know, that's what Damian Pierce is right now. And, Cody, like you mentioned, they should be thankful that the Browns are a bad football team. <laughs> they should be thankful that the Browns decided to make a you know, amazing trade for the Texans. Bad decision, business contract, and compensation-wise. However, uh, as of right now, they're picking first and eighth in the next year's draft hmm. because the Browns are due to on the field. So <laughs> the fans and the organization should be thankful for all of those three things on my list. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual, so when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine call you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists today. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere, 100% online. I'm a huge advocate of therapists. Therapy helped me get through my wedding period, which helped me become the husband that I want to be. Everyone deserves to feel their best. BetterHelp makes it easier to get started. 
All the benefits of in-person therapy, plus is more convenient, more accessible, and more affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. That's BetterHelp.com slash locked on. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans. And at the time of this recording, the Houston Texans have not, and honestly, guys, I don't expect them to, but they have not decided whether or not they're going to bench Davis Mills for Kyle Allen. Um, Look, we are entering week 12 of the regular season. Um, Davis Mills, you know, regardless if you believed in him from, you know, the beginning of the year, like me, you had some of your concerns like like John or you was already calling for Kyle Allen to cook like our guy, <laughs> Big Sarge. Um, the Davis Mills experience has not gone well. And John, on Sunday, when they go up against the Miami Dolphins, man, I'm going to be looking at this from a standpoint as to whether or not the Houston Texans made a mistake by not flipping Deshaun Watson for tour. Now, look, to refresh everybody's minds, we all know the day that Deshaun Watson first demanded his trade, a lot of teams started calling the Houston Texans, and, you know, he had a list, and the, basically his top destination on his, on his list were the Miami Dolphins. And, of course, Miami said, if we get to Sean, we got to do something with Tua. I was told by several people around that time that the Houston Texans were not high on Tua. And the fact that if Miami was to get to Sean, they was going to have to move him to another destination. I was told at one time Washington was thinking about getting involved in that time. I'm pretty sure everybody remember all that. But, John, as I mentioned, week 12, 2022, the Houston Texans, I honestly do believe that they missed the opportunity because just take a look at what Tua has been doing in his third season. 2,265 yards, 18 touchdowns, three interceptions, has completed 71% of his passes, and the Miami Dolphins are 7-3, but with Tua under center, there are 7-1. and one. And I know a lot of people had a lot of concerns during that time on whether or not Tua is a quote-unquote starting quarterback in this league, but John, you know me. I've always said that I kind of felt it was unfair to judge Tua in his first two seasons because the first year he is is battling back from that devastating hip injury. Then in the majority of his second season, he was just surrounded by trade rumors on how the Dolphins are trying to figure out how to move him in order to get their hands on Deshaun Watson. However, of course, we know Deshaun doesn't go to Miami and the Dolphins say what you want about it, but they revamped their core. They put some stability around them. They put some talent around them. Um, Mike, Mad Mike McDaniels has, has been a big supporter of of Tua, and we've seen finally with some stability, this guy is showing that he can be a top-tier quarterback in this league. Yeah, and also with those trade rumors last year, he was battling that rib injury as well. That uh, too. Yeah, absolutely. They feel regret, man. What else are we going to talk about <laughs> here? <laughs> like, listen, guys, for y'all who, who – we talk about this all the time, but we do a pregame show where we kind of go through our notes or whatever we want to talk about it. He was like – yeah, we should, did the Texans regret 
passing on to him. And I had to make sure I was like, yeah, what do you, of course they do. They, <laughs> they regret it. But listen, with Tua sticking around in Miami, with Miami being, you know, ballsy enough to bring in Mike McDaniels, he installs his system where he got his guys rolling. They land Tyreek Hill in a, in a free agency. One of the best drafted, wide receivers in the game today. Exactly. Drafted Waddle last year. We can look at Tua's situation and say, hey, man, not only did sticking around help your career, but it got a whole lot better. Going from Brian Flores, who at times, did he believe in Tua or, mm. or not, to Mike McDaniels, who invested in him. An offense that really didn't have that many weapons last year outside of Waddle, who was a rookie. Now you got Hill, got Waddle. You know, you got other guys that's getting in the mix. Then you got Tua, who just in his third year outside of the injuries has kind of figured it out a little bit, right? So, of course, the Houston Texans mm-hmm. regret not having Tua outside of Davis Mills. Um, but I'll say this. Who's to say that Mills <laughs> – uh, well, Tua Tugavaloa would be in a better situation than what Mills is in here in Houston. And I don't know if any quarterback – I don't know too many quarterbacks that would be able to survive with what Mills has worked with. Now, to to his own merits or inability of him, he hasn't been good consistently throughout four quarters in every game or certain games where we can point to – well, maybe this is why he's playing bad or playing good. But Houston doesn't have what Miami has. And that would be a regret for Tua. Like, he came here, he'd be like, oh, I wish I was in Miami still. With whoever that quarterback, which would have been Deshaun, because of how much talent they got him. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen here in Houston? But, of you, course, they, of course, what are we talking <laughs> about here? You, you know, I thought about that same thing. And, look, I understand that Miami has done a, you know, say what you want about the ownership and that organization, but they – done a damn good job building around Tua. But, and I thought about, you know, if Tua was here in Houston, would he have the same success? I'm going to say no, only because, like I mentioned, they've done a great job building around him. However, when you look at it from the Houston Texans side of things, Tua is a better quarterback as of right now than Davis Mills. And a lot of these games where we came on this show and we talked about where or what went wrong for the Texans, a lot of it fell on the shoulders of Davis Mills. And two, there's no way in hell we are sitting here talking about a Houston Texans team that is one, eight, and one. So I, I, I really do believe that this organization dropped the ball. Um, look, at the time, especially prior to, you know, all the off-field issues that went on, you know, I always believe, you know, regardless of what you traded Deshaun Watson for, you know, it was going to be hard to get – true value back in return but you know and this this conversation is not just for two but remember there was talks about him going to philly and i would like to have seen jalen hurts come back to houston and i was told once again that the houston texans were not high on jalen hurts and now you're looking at another mvp caliber quarterback to where you can say you know what they might not still be the mvp caliber player that they are today but at the same time the Houston Texans would not be the worst team in the league entering week 12 of the 2022 campaign. I think, you know, it, it's a real interesting um, topic. And maybe, who knows, you get Bryce Young, CJ, and, you know, you, you don't think about those two guys no it, more. <laughs> interesting thing about Jalen Hurts, he's also in a similar situation of two mm-hmm. rookie 
you know, wide receiver. Which, by the way, by the way, at the end of the day, the Texans, like, they don't have the best talent, but it's like, if you put them, if you put them with a better quarterback, I think we 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 be getting a better version of Nico Collins for damn sure. Uh, last year, Philly had you know uh, Devontae Smith, rookie wide receiver, kind of like Jalen Waddle. Philly goes out in the offseason, just like Miami brought in Tyreek Hill. Philly goes out in the offseason and makes a trade for AJ Brown, which has really helped that offense out. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Super simple. Go to LinkedIn.com, post your job, and the hiring purple frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making the Locked On Tech your first listen of the day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and the take of the day. Are available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Locked On Tech podcast. Your team every day, right? <laughs> uh you know, Cody, not that they don't listen to the Locked on Texas podcast anymore, but how many fans right now are just so fed up with this free with this franchise that this isn't their team every day? <laughs> that there isn't proud, they're not as proud as they were three years ago to rip this team on Saturdays. Wednesdays, they gotta take a break. Thursdays, they gotta take a break. Like maybe Friday going into the weekend. <laughs> Sunday, if you're a real fan, you still rep them. And then Monday afterwards, you probably are still talking about the game and pissed off. But <laughs> I wonder how many of these people out here still rip this team 24-7. I think that's interesting. Um, I mean, I will hope they do. I mean, look, just take a look at the comment section. You know, the comment section always, you know, got something I've going on. A lot of, <laughs> I'm tired of this team. I'm tired of this season. I want this season to end. I've seen a lot look, of it. Look, look, wish, wish. I want I want to talk about this maybe more so in the offseason because you know offseason coming up pretty soon for the Houston Texans. But John, you know, I, I find it hard to believe that I think everybody is more so upset and disappointed by the fact it seemed like this team is worse than last year. The pain. And last year it was a lot going on with this organization. If if Drake could write a sad love song for the Texans. I think that <laughs> um that 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 will that would, I don't know, man, but they are in pain right now. I'm seeing it all over the YouTube comments on Twitter. It's like anarchy on Twitter, it's, uh, like a, a Marvel Civil War, Captain America Civil War. You got your Davis Mills believers going against your non-Davis mm, Mills believers. Mm, mm. So much pain right now. However, the Houston Texans do have two new players. Eno Benjamin, running back that was released by the Arizona Cardinals, 
And Amari Rodgers, uh, who was also released by the Green Bay Packers, uh, he was a rookie, came in the league last year, had some fumbling problems. They mm-hmm. are both now Houston Texans. Hmm. Cody, is there any opportunity that they will be uh, they will be available for Sunday's matchup? Well, we are going to find out later today, if not later today, for sure, on Friday. Um, Lovey Smith is going to speak later today. And, of course, you know, with Thanksgiving being tomorrow, of course, we're not going to do anything then. But on Friday, we will have an opportunity to speak to um, Lovey Smith once again, and that will be our last time before the game. Uh, and uh, Lovey Smith said something very interesting that caught everybody's attention during his media availability on Monday. He said that there will be a few changes with this organization to try to fix what is going on, more sort of product out there on the field. Um, a lot of people think that means that they're going to change quarterbacks. Um, I don't see it like I like I keep mentioning, but what I will say is this: the Texans they have added several players over the last year or two. And there were times where we've always sat here and wonder why it doesn't seem like they got a fair chance. You know, we talked about both of the Johnsons last week. Um, I could go back to last year. You take a look at Anthony Miller. Um, when I when I take a look at the lack of talent, the lack of production, in terms of Lovey Smith talking about change and putting a better product out there on the field, you got to give these two guys a chance, you know, especially a guy like Benjamin who – he can definitely step up and be this team's number two running back. I gotta say something about that, man. I, I like. I think I feel like you were just in my mind because <laughs> Eno Benjamin is talented, right? Yeah, twenty three years old too. Twenty three years old, young guy, talented coming out of college. Uh, has some good games for the Cardinals um, against my Saints. This against the Saints. Um, I just my question is, what are you gonna do differently with Eno Benjamin compared to Dare Ogubumale? Mm-hmm. What is like so? I saw the comment on YouTube, a couple of comments that said, "Finally, no Rex Burkhead. Finally, <laughs> Houston has a running back too." And I'm like, they already had that on their roster, right? The the difference now is maybe you like his name more so than Dare. I don't know, but. If we look at a guy who is more athletic, like a superior athlete, uh, can be more effective in the pass game, quicker and faster, he was already on his roster. So why wasn't he playing then? I don't mm-hmm. see what Eno Benjamin can really provide for Houston that Dare could provide hmm. unless Houston prioritized making sure these young guys are getting on the field so they can find out what they have for the future. Maybe Dare isn't a part of their future plans, and if that's the case – I understand it, but unless they are they are prioritized to play some football for Houston, meaningful football moments, I don't see a difference between Eno and Dare. I don't see a difference between Amari Rogers compared to the Johnsons that was already on this roster. Yeah, and I and I do want to mention this in in terms of Dare. Every time he steps on the field, he actually has Plays been productive well. this season. As a matter of fact, just go back to Sunday's game. One of Davis Mills' best passes went to Dare. Unfortunately, he got called back due to Keon Green holding. But you know, that's what I'm looking at. You know, 
the Texans, man, like I said, I will understand their slow ramp up period just a little bit more if this was one of the best teams in the league and, you know, you're in the championship hunt and you don't want to mess up the rotations that you build. You don't want to mess up the camaraderie, the chemistry that you have and all this other stuff. And you actually have a system that works. I could understand taking time and bringing these players in. But when you take a look at a guy in terms of Tyron Johnson case, who came to this organization and was healthy scratch, healthy scratch, healthy scratch, healthy scratch. And then when he's made his debut, it was basically on special teams. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, use some of these talented young guys. And if you give them a fair opportunity and they don't pan out, then you move on. But, John, I could count on both hands how many times where we came on this show and say, you know what, they might not be the best talent, but it's enough talent to keep the Texans competitive. But yet we end up scratching our head a month or, month or two later by a release. And we like, did they ever get an opportunity? Did they get a fair chance? Those are the questions we are asking. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texan podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, man. <clears throat> Get it done at Locked On Texans. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. A lot of y'all have been interacting with me. A lot of y'all ain't been following me back. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do a clean soon. And if you ain't on that good side, you're done. But make sure you also subscribe to the Locked On Texan podcast on YouTube. Y'all know how I do. Getting them YouTube comments. Let us know how you feel. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, it's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.